This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Marketing Mojo and Resource Centre. Good afternoon, I'm Maya Tan. Welcome to the final part of our series on content marketing with Louisa Chan, who is an online marketing coach and trainer. And as a certified content marketer, Louisa conducts training workshops to help micro and small businesses use updated online marketing approaches effectively. Welcome back again, Louisa. Good to be back, Maya. So... In the first episode, we got an overview of content marketing. And then in episode two, we looked at planning and strategy. In episode three, we looked at working content as your ambassador and how to build authority. So today, we're going to be looking at really getting down to implementation. So say a company wants to implement content marketing. How should they start? What should they start doing? That's a very good start. The one thing to implement content marketing is a good start. So what happens is we will advise that you have an audit session to know where you are and to understand where you want to be. So your goal, why do you want content marketing? What is it going to achieve for you? How is it going to tie into your overall marketing strategy? So if you have the people in-house to do it, that's great because then you can tie in your content marketing strategy to your online marketing or overall marketing strategy. If not, you may want to hire a consultant to help you do this strategy. How do you do an audit though? What are the key areas to consider? You mentioned goals and what to achieve and you need to see how it ties into your overall marketing strategy. What else? So if we were to do an audit, we will look at what you have right now. So if I look at your website, I'll say, okay, do you have content that is not just static? Many websites, um, they put up static information that never change. So there's no reason for people to come visit your website again. Blogs help give your website fresh content. So when we say blogging, we are writing about information that your readers would want to read. So it is not talking about me, right? Blogging doesn't mean I write anything that comes to mind, anyhow I feel, my hobby. No, that's self-centered. Nobody is interested. But if I want to have a professional brand that is authoritative, we talk about building authority, we want people to keep coming to our website and read about things that help them, things that are relevant to them, things that give them solution, how to do this, these are the things to avoid, and this is how you do it. If I keep having that, it helps So we want to see whether you have a blog, whether you have social media buttons on your site so that you can share your content. We want to see how often you blog. We want to see what are the channels you use. Are you just using blog posts? Do you just post on your own site? Do you publish it anywhere else? Do you guest blog? Do you contribute? Do you post it on Slideshares? Do you use videos? So we want to take a snapshot of what is happening right now? What are your current online assets? Do you build them yourself? Do you hire people to do it? How often do you do it? How long are they? Is it working? Is it not working? How many people come to you? So we will take a snapshot and see, okay, this is where we are. Is it good enough? And what must we do to help you achieve what you have set up to achieve? Mm. And then what's next? And then what's next is, okay, so this is what you have to do what you want to achieve. We probably need 
this A B C D E F G. That's like a plan of sorts. Yeah, and then you need a budget, and you need resources, and you need an editorial calendar, right? You don't just blast out things as and when you feel like it, as and when you have time. So today I have time. I will send out ten tweets. Tomorrow I don't have time. No tweets. <laughs> so that's not going to work, right? <laughs> so you need an editorial calendar to say when, what will go out, in what format, and who's going to do it. Is it going to be an intern that you hire? But don't forget that everything you tweet, every piece of content represents you. If someone just tweets something inappropriate, it will affect your reputation. And who is going to be hit? Not the intern. The brand, mm-hmm. so strategy is very important as to who can have access to send out all these messages. Okay. When do you send out? All right. You mentioned that there are three tips that you have on making plans and strategies. What would these tips be? So when we talk about making plans, it's like we want to achieve everything. When I talk to my client, what would you like to have? I want to have new clients. I want to have more clients. I want to have repeat clients. <laughs> right? It's like everything. Okay. Everything is good, but we can only achieve maybe one or two things at this point in time. So we want to help them. We call it uh, narrow it down. You can't have everything at once. So let's say in the next quarter, what would you like to have? We want to chunk it down and have milestones. This quarter, achieve this. Next quarter, achieve that. Because if you don't have a database, you can't talk about conversion. If you don't have um, converted people, you can't talk about repeat customers. So while it is good for business to say, "I want my business to grow," it's like, okay, what does grow mean? Grow can mean so many different things, right? Mm-hmm. So we help them define it and chunk it and narrow it, and then plan it out to actually implement it. All right. When we were talking earlier, you mentioned that. Plans are not wishes. You need a structure. So what would a typical structure be like? Okay, so very good. Many people say at the beginning of the year, I have New Year resolutions, which is normally given up by the end of January, right? <laughs> Because we want to achieve so many things, but how are we going to achieve it? We need structures, meaning system and processes. How do you ensure this is being done unless you Book it into the calendar. Even if you book it into the calendar, it may not get done. But it is better than not documenting it. Many people do not have content strategy. We talk about it in the first session. Of those who have content strategy, do not document it. When you don't document it, you forget it, and you do it when you have time. You do it when you remember or when it is convenient. Whereas if you have an editorial calendar and you have a document that says this is what needs to be done, then there is accountability. At the end of every week, you check: Have we done this? Check: Have we done that? No. Oh, we have to fit it in somehow. So system and processes, technology. Do you want it automated? Do you want it manual? If manual means you need to hire someone and do it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that manual process, then you need to buy a technology software and program it and configure it to say every so often send these things out. There are such software, but if you don't do it, then it's not going to happen. Yep. So it's not going to happen on an ad hoc basis. There has to be a fixed strategy and a fixed plan with a calendar, and it could also mean a dedicated headcount, right? 
Yes, mm-hmm. a team maybe. Yeah, or it could be that little poor intern that you mentioned earlier. But outsource versus in-house. Uh-huh. Are there any pros and cons to both? Well, in-house will be they know your company values. They know your voice of the company, right? They know how you speak, uh, what message you want to bring across. Outsource, you can also have this, but you need to talk it out and discuss it with your outsourcer. And also, you really want it on a retainer basis because if you keep changing outsourcer, it's like you have to have that training session every month. It's disjointed. It doesn't quite work. If you want to outsource it, outsource it for six months, for a year, and have that conversation to say, this is my strategy, this is how I want to use it, this is my tone of voice, this is the kind of language I use, so they follow you. Otherwise, outsourcer, basically, they have the writing skills, they have the copywriting skills, they have the marketing skills, but they need to know your company value, your company stand, your company beliefs system. Whereas an in-house staff knows all these things but does not have the skill. Mm. So whether you want to train the in-house staff to do this, which take time, or you want to hire skilled people to do this, but they need to understand your company culture. Mm. And then would the third alternative be automation? Um, You can't really automate creation of content. Right, you can automate the process of distributing the content. Mm. So, for example, if I have written a piece of content, what I can do is have the intern change it into PowerPoint, maybe. Right, even then, I have to go through the copywriting to make sure that it is clear, it is saying what it should say, and then I can program it to say this tweet go out today at what time, that email go out tomorrow at what time. And this is going to be published on my blog site schedule at one time. I could automate the process, but I cannot automate the creation of the content. Okay. I'm speaking with Louisa Chan, online marketing coach and trainer. We're on the final part of our series on content marketing. When we come back, the big kickoff on content marketing, Marketing Mojo, BFM 89.9. Breaking Financial Matters, BFM 89.9. Good afternoon. This is Marketing Mojo on Resource Centre. Maya Tan here and Louisa Chan is here with me. She's an online marketing coach and trainer, expert on content marketing. We're on the final episode of our series on content marketing. And earlier we talked about starting off with an audit, having a structured plan, making people accountable or at least having the processes in place and deciding whether to take it in-house or to outsource. Um, And now, you know, for the big kickoff, over to you. First thing is find out what you want to achieve with your content marketing Mm -hmm. and sit down with your executives and say, we want to achieve this and how we want to do that. You might want to bring in a content strategist. You might want to bring in a consultant and say, okay, we have this time period to achieve this kind of goal with this kind of budget. So they will sit down and they will talk, they will do the audit and they will put in a plan together to say this is what needs to be done, depending on your budget, right? There's big budget for the big corporations, small budget for the small business owner, micro business owner. Even if you are a solopreneur, say a one person, a one-man band, I'm a trainer, let's say, okay, and I want to market myself, you could still put together a plan to say that maybe help me write a piece of blog post every week. 
So then we will schedule and say, okay, we will schedule every week we have blog posts, but what would you like us to write on? Who is your target audience? What is the media you want to use? So we will sit down and go through the details and say, this is what we do. This is what will happen. And this is how we will track it. Mm-hmm. Are there any processes to observe once you've kicked it off? Yes, definitely. You want to track to see whether people are coming to your website. Again, we talk about this, I think, in session two, whether you want to measure it by hits, number of people visiting your website, or how long they stay on your website, or whether they click on any link in your email newsletter. So depending on the matrix that you use, then you want to measure at the end of every month and see what happens. You might want to do split tests. This month we try it this way. Next month we try it that way. So maybe the first quarter I do all video. Maybe the next quarter I do all slide shares. There are various ways of doing it. So you want to see what works for your audience. Hmm. I've always been very curious about split testing and what they call A-B testing, right? Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate more on that for us and how it works? Okay. Different things can be split tested in different ways. So let's say I write a piece of blog post, right? We know that the most important thing is the headline. People are very busy. They don't have time to read, especially if they're on their mobile phone. They scan. Mm -hmm. If your headline is not attractive, it doesn't have a hook. I'm not going to read that content. So we split test headline. This same article, I will use this headline and then I will duplicate the article, I will use another headline and the system will rotate it for me. So at the end of the month, I'll see which one has more hits. But maybe that's a very simplistic way of looking at it, but this is what can be done. Mm. And on the metric side of things, you know, what are reasonable outcomes that you can tie back to content marketing? And how do you set up the goals for those who are accountable? Depends on how they want to measure it, right? There is no direct ROI for social media and content marketing. I think we touch on that. But a lot of these things has to do with building awareness. In the recent survey done by, I think, Content Marketing Institute, more and more people are using content marketing and social media for uh, the softer matrix like awareness, lead generation, and not so much as number of sales Mm -hmm. because really it takes maybe five to seven touch points before someone does a decision, a buying decision. So how do you measure? But brand awareness, reputation is on the rise. People are talking about trust, authenticity. People are talking about semantics. Even Google wants to know who you are, right? So the thing is now if you have the authority, people will come. So the main thing a lot of people are going for is I'm building my brand awareness and my brand authority. If I have the authority, my reader will come. Okay. And another thing that I've always wondered, right, you create content, your competitor creates content. Mm-hmm. What if you're saying different things or, you know, what if you're saying the same things? Doesn't matter. I mean, if you have listened to a song by Taylor Swift, is anyone else singing it? I bet. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, even carpenters or who, you know, different musicians are singing the same song, but we buy all the different songs, right? Because they sing with different flavor. They sing with different genre. They have different background. They have different arrangement. If you go for classical music, different conductors, different symphony orchestras, they bring up different interpretation. Fine. It doesn't matter because I want to listen to all my different 
teachers saying, are they saying the same thing? Are they filling in some things that someone else is not saying? At the end of the day, if they're saying different things, then it's up to me to decide, okay, so who should I listen to? Mm-hmm. So is it then important to see, constantly see what your competitor is saying as well? And then seeing how you can tweak your content uh, to put yourself at an advantage? Yeah, um, these days we don't really see each other as competitors as much as collaborators. Um, we could be seemingly doing the same thing, but our target market could be different. Our approach could be different. So it's good to keep an eye on what others are doing. And if something works for them, probably you might want to adopt. If something doesn't work, there's a hole somewhere that you feel you can fill go ahead and do something and collaborate, maybe even interview each other, guest blog on each other's uh, posts. It's not so much of against. The, the scarcity mentality of, I don't want to give you content, I want to keep it, and I don't want to work with my competitor, those days are over. Mm-hmm. This day is like, this is what educate you, and we work together, we collaborate. It's we, the sharing economy, right? It's like, it's, uh, it's abundance. It doesn't really matter who they, it, whatever fits them, uh, works for them, is fine. Because then they could refer other friends to you. Mm. So um, it's good to, bottom line, good to keep in touch of what other people are doing, what works, what doesn't work, collaborate, and see where that leads you. Mm. Are there any questions that I'm not asking about content marketing? You know, things that people constantly overlook. Wow. Um, Content marketing is not a campaign. I'm not sure whether I touch on that. It doesn't work short term. So you you take a longer term to build up your authority. You're building up asset, right? Every piece of article you write or produce is your online asset. They are going to either go viral or stay there or gain new clients because they're acting for you 24 by 7, right? They don't get lost. Whereas if it is advertisement, the minute you stop advertising, that's it. No asset. Your money down the drain. So when we do content marketing, we are saying you are building your online assets. That's the beautiful thing. If today you don't get client, never mind. It is there. And you have to try. It may not work the first time you put a piece of content out there. It might need you to try different channels, different distribution channels. So Don't despair if it doesn't work right away. It is for the long term. It is building your authority. It is building your reputation. It is building your asset. Mm -hmm. So I'm passionate about content marketing because you are educating people. You're not just selling. And you are really sharing things that they can use to make it work right now. But if they want more, they want faster, then they can come to you for either coaching, training, consulting. Mm. And um, I never really asked this, but... Do you ever need to ask yourself why you want to do content marketing? Because maybe you don't need to do it. Maybe it's not something that suits you or your company. Could that situation ever arise? Okay, so content marketing is not just writing content, right? So if you go and speak at an event, that's content marketing. Here I'm doing a podcast, that's content marketing. If I open a trade show, I'm doing content marketing. I'm letting people know. Even events, right? Yes, in-person events. So it's just... Um, letting other people know the kind of solution you can provide, educating them, giving them value. It's not just selling. It's not say, buy, buy, buy. It is saying, this 
is why you need a mobile website. Because if you don't, you're going to lose half the traffic because people using Predator, so you carry on, right? So you're actually educating them. So whether you do that, writing it out on a piece of blog post or speaking at an engagement or giving a training workshop or being interviewed on TV, you are using content marketing because here we are not selling, we are educating. All right. So just to wrap up the series, what are the top things to keep in mind as uh, as we make content marketing part of our life? <laughs> it's a way of marketing, actually. If we do not use content marketing, we are going to be left behind because customers and clients are getting savvy. They need that information to make that buying decision. If we choose not to use content marketing, we are taking ourselves out of the game, right? So if we want to stay in the game, then we would want to embrace giving them the content that helps them because by helping them, they see that we can be the service provider that they hire. So give, do not worry. Uh, and there's so much more that we could cover. Um, I don't know what I'm not covering, but you're welcome to, you know, Find out more, Google it. Everything I learned here, I share here, is from content marketing from Kobe Blogger Media. And you have a website too, don't you, Louisa? Yes, you're welcome to visit my website at www.louisachan.com and feel free to just Google content marketing. Right. Well, thank you very much for doing this series with us, Louisa. You're most welcome. And uh, for you out there, if you've missed any episode in the series, do catch up with uh, with the podcast on www.bfm.my. This is Maya Tan, and you've been listening to Marketing Mojo, Resource Centre, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9 the business station.